Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. This is awful. I have a very close friend that didn't make it today. And I have another close friend who didn't either. And one who's at the hospital that I hope is, is going to make it through. So when we talk about praying, I hope people will. For those that we are hoping can make it through the surgeries that they're going through, and then we've got to do what we have done these last three years after everything. We've got to wrap our arms around these families. And to everybody who needs it, don't be afraid to get some help. Jennifer Harrison is on Fox News as we speak, talking about bail reform has been dangerous and deadly. She was on with us at 825 this morning, been friends with Jennifer for many, many years. She started uh, Victims New York, the advocate group. And uh, Jim Jordan invited her down this morning, and she is speaking on Fox News about that horrible, disgusting Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, as we speak. The uh, person you just heard, though, was actually a decent man. He's a Democrat, but a good man. Andy Bashir, he's the governor in Kentucky. And you guys remember that morning, the day after those deadly, the deadly shooting in Louisville, when I said, wow, how refreshing. Because nine times out of ten, when these deadly shootings occur, it takes these Democrats, whether it's Biden or Hillary or KJP, any one of these morons, takes them all of about 15 seconds to start spewing about gun control. Rigor Mortis hasn't even set in. There are still... And I hate saying it like this, but dead little kids on a classroom floor, and they're yelling about gun control. It's gross. Here, Andy Bashir, a Democrat governor in Kentucky, talked about the larger issue. And I talk about it all the time, folks. If you can tell me the last time a gun got up in the morning and got dressed and a gun got in the car and started the car and a gun drove to a school and a gun walked into a school or a gun by itself shot through the front door and murdered little kids, I'll shut up, but never happened. There's always a sick, demented, twisted human being behind the gun because there's a lot of gun owners in this country, millions, millions, who you never hear about, law-abiding citizens who use guns for protection and never use it. But the ones that go bad, then, oh, you got stricter gun laws. The strictest gun laws are in the most violent cities, New York, Chicago, and others. So I'm kind of sick of the rhetoric, and so is my next guest, who spent many years as the president of CBS Radio. He's a Radio Hall of Famer and a Kentuckian, my friend Dan Mason. Dan, good Monday morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid, and golly, you're on a roll this morning. (laughs) You are on a roll, my friend. (laughs) Well, I think I, I explained it pretty well, no? You did. You did. And, yeah, going back to Kentucky, this... Oh, my God, this whole situation is such a sad chain of events. It doesn't make sense. It's just crazy. I mean, here you got this kid. By the way, they're t- you know, the kid, that the shooter, they're testing his brain now for uh, uh, CTE. That's what the NFL guys get all the time tested for. But from the concussions that he – in multiple concussions in high school. Um, and if you look – and I look – I've been following the story very close. If you look – at his high school basketball season, he's playing 
every game in a helmet. I know. Like one of those one of those wrestler helmets, yeah. you know, the padded things. And God only knows what the hell is going on. I mean, it, here's a kid that comes from a, a good family. His dad was the high school baseball coach there. Um, graduates from the University of Alabama in their business school. Comes to Louisville and, you know, he gets hired by the bank as an intern for a couple of years. And then they promote him to full-time. And he didn't, obviously, I guess he got, allegedly he got word that he was going to be let go. And he went berserk. And go ahead. No, you're right. Those are the, those are the events. And when you mentioned CTE, Dan, earlier, for folks that may not remember, We've seen some former NFL players commit some some real violence, kill people, uh, sometimes members of their own family, who were diagnosed with that. Aaron Hernandez, the former Patriots star who killed himself in prison eventually, he was diagnosed with that. And some other guys just killed themselves, guys like Junior Seau and Dave Duerson, to name a few. So it's a real thing that happens, these football injuries. And we do have evidence where people do do violent things to others and to themselves, and there's really no other logical way of uh, figuring out why this kid would do this based upon, like you talked about, his father, his upbringing. But on a more serious note, uh, the political side at least, what you talked about in your text to me, Bashir, the way he handled it, in opposition to the way Biden and those Democrats handle most of these things, was really night and day. It was stark. Well, you know, Bashir, he, you, know, you, you termed it best. You, you labeled him as a fine American. And he had he had uh, empathy for hundreds of people who were affected by this. And what does Biden do? Well, you know, we got to get these guns off the street. These Republicans will wake up. And that's that's his response. You know, I, I could take it even further too. That you know, I, I'm so upset about his war on fossil fuel, which just drives me totally insane. And I said, I'm looking at my electric bill. Yeah. And every, once a year, the electric company sends you. Composition of what your electricity is made of, and probably most people, most of your listeners right now, have no clue where what the composition of their electricity is. You know what it is? Ninety-four percent. Ninety-four percent of my electric bill is fossil fuel. Six <laughs> percent is all the other junk: hydro, solar, wind, yeah. uh, cats running around on a wheel. <laughs> you name it. But is he insane to say I'm going to? Stop this fossil fuel. Are you kidding me? What am I going to do for electricity? What yeah, am I going to do? I'm only, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, they tried uh, the, the windmill deal in Germany last summer, and they didn't have any wind. So, like, most of Germany didn't have any electricity. But, look, it's the same thing over and over again with Biden. He doesn't want to have to explain the oil prices, Dan. He doesn't have to explain the fuel prices, you know, he, he, right now, it's at the lowest uh, we've had in terms of uh, oil supply since 1983 in 40 years. That's how depleted our stock is. Saudi Arabia, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, up the money in a big, big way. Gas is going to start going up in a big way in the next month or two. And he talks about electric cars and windmills and all these things because he wants to, A, pursue his green energy deal, which is nonsense, but even more importantly, stay away from those discussions, which is, Wait a second. Why did you shut down the Keystone Pipeline? Wait a second. We have enough ability here in the United States to be very energy efficient right here. Why are we buying oil from the Saudis or the Russians or everybody else? So all this is is one big excuse for Joe Biden to unravel what Donald Trump did well 
and stop having to answer questions about the things he's doing badly. You know, I was in the I was in Pennsylvania, in that part of the country that the Keystone Pipeline was located in, and I went into like a Nemecolons where I was, and I went in to get a I don't remember a facial or a massage or yeah it was a facial, and the lady who did my facial, her entire family lost their jobs over that. And whether they were pipe fitters or whatever they were, one swoop, this lady is the only one out of five working. And it's just, it's just repulsive. Just, you know, I can't, it makes no sense. I mean, Sid, here you go. Why couldn't one of those reporters put their hands up when Biden declared his war on fossil fuels? And Mr. President, okay, I hear you. Uh, you want to switch over and get away from fossil fuels. But right now, can you tell me what the average American's electric bill is <laughs> with wind and solar? <laughs> no. Good luck. Good luck. I, 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 think Peter du- I think Peter Ducey tried to do that, but he wouldn't allow it. I mean, I just did a segment, uh, Dan, Wednesday night with Jesse Waters, 2.7 million viewers on Fox News. And by the way, it went so well that Jesse is going to bring me back on a regular basis, at least once, maybe, maybe, maybe twice a month. And we talked about the electric cars, uh, another another scheme where Eric Adams, he actually tried to put New Yorkers in electric cars last week. He had the charging stations ready to go. They didn't work. The charging stations didn't even work. And, and let me remind you that just last year in places like Los Angeles and San Francisco, they had such bad rain and such bad storms and knocked out the electricity, and you can't drive with no electricity. I mean, it's one nonsensical idea after another. Well, think about the electric cars. Where do the where does the electricity for the cars come from? Ninety four percent of fossil fuels. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's hilarious. It's just ridiculous. It hilarious. is. That's why you're better off, Dan, just burying your head in the sand. I used to wake up Sunday morning and run to Chuck Todd. I was to be a very good friend of mine. We're very, very close. Run to Chuck Todd. Run to George Stephanopoulos. Run to. Whoever's on Face the Nation now, I don't even know at this point. Now I put the TV on later on in the day, and I'll watch the Lakers and the Grizzlies or the Knicks and the Cavaliers <laughs> coming up on Tuesday night because if you, really, if you really watch the news too much, it becomes very, very depressing. Well, one thing I give you credit for is that I listen to the show, and, you know, it's, we're both Republicans, but we're smart enough not to be spoon-fed. By this party, yes. or the Democrats, for that matter. I am not going to be spoon-fed anymore. I'm going to make up my own mind on what I like and what I don't. And just because there's a platform there that was probably probably architected by 10 people or less, then don't push that on me. And that's the way I'm going to be from now on. I'm not buying in 100% to, to anything. Well, you really can't. Uh, and, again, I'm like you said, we're both Republicans, and I'm really disappointed in how crazy the Democrats have gotten. But there are case-by-case basis where every now and then I'll agree with a Democrat, very rarely. But there are cases where that is the case, and I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm not allowed to because I've kind of locked myself in that Republican room. One of the themes of today's show, Dan, has been the 10-year commemoration of the tragic bombings in Boston. I believe you were still president at CBS back in 2013. I'm not sure if you were oh, yeah. or you weren't, but go back yes, to that day. You were, you were still president. How about that day 10 years ago? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, we do a lot of, we did a lot of streaming back then. You know, we were right in the middle of a streaming platform. And on my desk in New York, I had a monitor, and it would list all the top streams. And... You know, I would, you know, I'm sitting there doing my normal business. I didn't have the TV on, 
And then I kind of glanced to my left and saw WBZ went from like number 29 or so to number one in the stream. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, something's going on. And sure enough, you know, BZ was in 100% coverage of of that. But, um, yeah, I do remember that day. And our people in Boston did an outstanding job on coverage of that. But that was tense. It was a brutal day. I I made the... The comparison this morning, uh, well, not a comparison, but, you know, the, the folks on the left that yell and scream about January 6th and some have the nerve to say that January 6th was the worst day in this country's history than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, which is just beyond ridiculous. I would posit it's not even as bad as the Boston bombings where three died that day and 17 people lost their limbs. I mean, not even close. So we tend to forget about some of the more tragic events. This one was 10 years ago. It was Boston not New York City, but I believe it was one of the most tragic days in our country's history. And I do want to commend the Boston police for the job that they did in wrapping that whole thing up in less than a week. That was an amazing job. Well, Sid, guess what? You better get ready now for probably years and years to come that the Democrats are going to pair everything to January 6th. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. Hey, man, keep coming back. I love when you're on. Your your Facebook message about Bashir was right on the money. It compelled me to actually comment on it and actually motivated this conversation. So please keep coming back, Dan Mason. You're brilliant, and I love talking to you, buddy. Thank you so much. Well, wait a minute. One more thing. One yes. more thing. yes. Your birthday is April 26th? No, April 19th, coming up this Wednesday. Oh, okay, because yeah. I'm the 26th. I'm oh, right you are. behind you. Oh, okay, you get the following, the following week. Wednesday. Well, and happy happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday. All right, pal, thank it. you so much. There he is, folks, the former president of CBS Radio here in New York, and just a terrific guy and a very, very smart guy. Whether you're talking sports or news, clearly or politics, he's all over it, Dan Mason.